What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in this video I'm going to be going through my week 8 waiver wire targets. So talking about every single position, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses, going through some of the top options that you guys should be looking to pick up heading into week 8. If you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. These are going to be players who are rostered in 40% of leagues or fewer using the ESPN waiver wire. And then if you guys are interested in my trade target videos, sell highs and buy lows will be out today also. But let's just dive right into the running back position. And I want to start it off here with Devin Singletary. He's only rostered in 26.2% of leagues. And I feel like a big reason why he's only rostered in like a quarter of leagues is because he was kind of hidden on waivers this week because he had really strong usage in week six, but then the Texans had a week seven buy, so he wasn't popping up, you know, as like one of the top options because he didn't have projected points for this week because he was on buy. But in week six, we saw Devin Singletary take over 50% of the snaps. He clearly outsnapped Damian Pierce. He had a 56% rock participation. And then he took 12 carries to Damian Pierce's 13. So they pretty much split the carries down the middle, but he was way more involved as a pass catcher. It's not crazy to think that Devin Singletary could end up being the more valuable option moving forward. Pierce hasn't been great. He hasn't been super efficient on the ground. It seems like they want to split that workload. And Devin Singletary already has that receiving work. So he is someone who definitely could be startable moving forward and should be pretty much on everyone's radar here. Then the next running back is going to be Daryl Henderson, rostered in 6% of leagues. I mean, heading into this week here with the Rams, I don't think anyone had any idea what was going on. You had Henderson, you had Zach Evans who was there, you had Royce Freeman coming in, and then you also had Miles Gaskin. They pretty much end up going with a Henderson-Freeman split, but Henderson kind of had the slight lead there. He had a 57% snap share. He took 18 carries to Freeman's 12 um, and then he also saw the only two targets to the running back position. Henderson and Freeman each took a goal line snap, but Henderson was the guy who ended up getting into the end zone. So I do think right now, if I had to pick one of these Rams running backs, it would be Daryl Henderson. Um, but I also think Royce Freeman is worth a pickup in, you know, like competitive leagues, deeper benches, or just like larger leagues. He's definitely worth rostering, but I do think Henderson is the uh, better option here. Now, moving over to Amari DiMercato, rostered in 17.2% of leagues. Honestly, some very strange running back usage here for the Cardinals. So two weeks ago when James Conner went down, DeMarcado stepped in and was the clear running back one. He, you know, commanded pretty much all the opportunities once James Conner left. Then heading into the week six game, it was like, all right, is it going to be DeMarcado? Is it going to be Keontae Ingram? Because he was coming off of an injury. He was back. And then you also had uh, Damian Williams there. And we pretty much saw like a three-way split where DeMarcado led in snaps, but he was completely out-touched by both Keontae Ingram and Damian Williams. Then we head into this week seven game and DeMarcado just has the clear running back one role. He takes 80% of the snaps. He has a 74% raw participation. He took 13 of the 14 running back carries. And then he was also targeted five times. Um, Keontae Ingram was pretty much just a special teams guy. And then Damian Williams barely stepped on the field. I believe he had one singular touch. So you could make a strong argument for Amari DeMarcado being the top running back pickup this week. I also think you could make arguments for both Singletary or uh, Darrell Henderson. So I feel like those are kind of like the big three in terms of guys who, uh, you know, could be on waivers this week. Now we're kind of going to be pivoting over to the handcuff territory. Still very valuable to, you know, pick up these handcuffs, but they may not be helping you in your lineup, you know, as soon as uh, week eight. Starting off with Tajay Spears, rostered in 34.4% of leagues. He has outsnapped Derrick Henry in 50% of their games. 
He's that locked-in Derrick Henry handcuff with honestly some potential weekly upside in the right matchup. You know, if there are tons of bye weeks, maybe you could slip him in there at some point later on in the season. Then we have Latavius Murray, who is rostered in 23.5% of leagues. It kind of seemed like this uh, backfield was trending towards like a pretty even split between Murray and James Cook. James Cook ends up taking back a lot of the work in terms of the opportunities, but Latavius Murray still registered a 45% snap share. He's still very involved, and at worst, he is the uh, James Cook handcuff there. Then we have Kenneth Gainwell, rostered in 23% of leagues, the DeAndre Swift handcuff, also had a nice uh, goal line touchdown, you know, so he got into the end zone. Decent to see there for Gainwell. Obviously, it's probably not helping anyone out because he's sitting on their bench, but he's the locked-in guy there behind DeAndre Swift. Then we have Zach Charbonnet, rostered in 30.6% of leagues. He actually missed this Week 7 game, but he should be the uh, Kenneth Walker handcuff when he does get healthy. Rico Dowdle, rostered in 2.5% of leagues. The Tony Pollard handcuff. Tank Bigsby, rostered in 8.2% of leagues, the Travis Etienne handcuff, and then we have these 49ers running backs. Now, it's possible that CMC plays, and then we're kind of in a tough spot with both Mitchell and Jordan Mason. Mitchell's rostered in 30.6% of leagues, Mason in 19.5, but if CMC doesn't play, then we're going to get some kind of indication on what guy is truly the number two here. I think a lot of people would expect it to be Elijah Mitchell. It was Jordan Mason last week, but we also had Elijah Mitchell just coming off of an injury, so that definitely could have uh, you know, played into it. Honestly, hopefully we don't really get many touches from these guys and CMC is able to give it a go, but one of these guys probably should be rostered just based on their handcuff value tied to Christian McCaffrey. Now pivoting over to the wide receiver position, not a ton going on at the wide receiver position, but I do like the top option here, and that is Josh Downs, rostered in 34.5% of leagues. Hopefully you guys have been ahead of the curve here on Josh Downs. Pretty sure I've been talking about him since week one at this point. Really liked him heading into the draft. Really liked him heading into this season. And he had a massive breakout game against one of the best defenses in the NFL going up against the Browns. Catches five passes for 125 yards and a touchdown. He has scored 13 or more PPR points in four of the last five games. So he's producing. That passing volume is going to be there with Gardner Minshew. Someone who definitely could be thrown into your lineup is like a wide receiver three flex option moving forward. So Josh Downs, I would be pretty shocked if he even qualified for this video um, heading into week nine next week. Then we're going to have Kendrick Bourne rostered in 22.5% of leagues. He's had back-to-back solid performances. He had a really impressive week one didn't do a ton since then, but week six, he goes 10 for 89. Uh, week seven, he goes six for 63 and a touchdown. Now, it is tough to really trust these Patriots wide receivers, but it does kind of seem like he's the only one really holding on to that top spot. Juju Smith-Schuster has been in and out of the lineup dealing with concussion. Devonta Parker hasn't done much. And then you've got just kind of like some younger options there, some uh, less established guys. So Bourne could be their wide receiver one. I guess the overall point is like, is that super valuable? Would you ever trust him in your lineup? I think if you were desperate enough, maybe he could slot in there, but it really just goes to show how kind of thin the wide receiver position is for waivers. There are a lot of running backs where you can snag decent handcuffs. Not a ton of quality options here with the wide receivers. Now the next guy is going to be Jamison Williams, rostered in 33% of leagues. He put together a 45% raw participation in that blowout loss to the uh, Ravens. He commanded six targets, which is decent, but he did not record a single reception. So that's pretty rough. 
Jameson Williams has actually been pretty solid in terms of getting open, especially down the field. He just needs to more consistently capitalize on it. We saw it last week. He had a nice touchdown catch, got into the end zone, you know, decent fantasy day, had that splash play. He had the opportunity to do the same thing in this one. He got open twice deep down the field late in this game. The first one, don't know if it was entirely his fault. Kind of seems like the uh, corner got away with grabbing his arm. But still, I mean, even the dude grabbed his arm and it kind of drilled him in the face. So it still didn't seem like he was in a great position to actually make a play on it. And then like a minute or two later, towards the end of that game, he kind of drops one that probably should have been a touchdown. So he has the talent to make the plays. He just has to do it on a more consistent basis. We'll see if he's able to get that going moving forward. And then we're going to have two kind of rookie wide receivers here. There are a lot of these, you know, low rostered rookies that could kind of slot in here. These are just, you know, the two I chose for this video. Starting off with Jalen Hyatt, uh, rostered in 2.2% of leagues. He actually ran the second most wide receiver routes for the uh, Giants. So interesting to see there. Had a 67% route participation. He's flashed some big play potential in a couple games this year. So, you know, as a rookie, he probably will have his role expand throughout the season. Could be someone who becomes interesting. I think on that Giants roster, it's going to be tough to kind of trust a guy like Wondell Robinson who's really going to need to make his money through volume. I'd rather, you know, if I was going to roster one of these guys in terms of like long-term upside, I'll probably just take the big play guy who could end up going on some sort of decent stretch towards the end of the season. Um, And then the final wide receiver here is going to be Quinton Johnston. He's been a pretty massive disappointment to start off the season. Rostered in 33.6% of leagues. He has a 69% route participation. So he's operating as the wide receiver three, but he's just not doing much. I think, you know, he could be worth picking up potentially and just playing the waiting game if you have a deep bench, but honestly, he probably shouldn't be rostered in a ton of leagues. Just kind of throwing out these younger guys. You got like the Michael Wilsons, the Marvin Mims, but some of those guys are kind of also capped at this point. Quinton Johnson at least has the upside of being on a top offense paired with Justin Herbert. He's just got to flash something at some point and it has not happened so far. Now, moving over to the quarterback position, just two QBs here. Got to start it off with Kyler Murray. It seems like Kyler's set up to return within the next few weeks. Obviously, they're not going to rush him back. He's rostered in 22.6% of leagues. Coming into the season, I honestly wasn't really high on Kyler Murray because I think the reason why Kyler's interesting for fantasy is he has some of that mobile upside. He can give you some nice rushing production. And so I'm thinking about it. This offense wasn't supposed to be great. He's probably not going to be as mobile as he was prior to the injury. And not that he's going to be like, you know, a way less athletic player, but they're probably not going to want to put his health in danger, especially, you know, in the first like half season back. So I really wasn't super high on him for redraft, but the way that Josh Dobbs has played, this offense looks kind of competent. So I do think Kyler Murray could honestly be interesting here. So if you pick him up, you can probably toss him on your like IR spot if you can roster out players there. So I definitely think he's worth a pickup could potentially be playable within the next few weeks. And then the other guy here is going to be Sam Howell. It's like a streaming option, rostered in 36.1% of leagues. He had a down game against the Giants. Um, I guess he has a decent quarterback matchup against the Eagles. Howell actually played pretty well against them in their uh, first matchup. You have some of the other guys like Baker Mayfield, Josh Dobbs, you know, I just uh, mentioned with Kyler. Those are guys who week to week are decent streaming options. Both of those guys just draw really, really tough matchups this week. So that's why they didn't really, uh, you know, fill in here. And then moving over to the tight end position, typically the tight end position is pretty empty. I think there are some decent options here. We saw people kind of finally give up on Dalton Kincaid, rostered in 31.7% of leagues. 
I really liked him heading into the season. He had done nothing, but he finally goes out, has a breakout game after missing week six. He comes out here, eight targets, eight receptions for 75 receiving yards. He only had a 63% of raw participation, which honestly kind of makes that uh, stat line even more impressive. There is still room to grow with that role. I'm not saying I like him as like a locked in start moving forward, like in my tight end start set. He'll probably be a fringe option, but definitely someone who should be rostered here. The Bills have that need for another top pass catcher behind Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis is not a super consistent option. They picked Dalton Kincaid in the first round. He should be rostered. Even if you're stashing him as like your tight end two, he should still be rostered in, you know, like every normal sized league, just with how crazy the tight end position is. Another rookie with Luke Musgrave. And this dude kind of just can't catch a break here. So he's rostered in just above 25% of leagues. He left an earlier game with a concussion. He's putting together great usage here um, in week seven. He's making some plays. And then he leaves with an injury and then was seen in a walking boot after the game. Now that could end up being nothing. It could end up being something. We don't know at this point if he's good to go um, for week eight. I think he's definitely an interesting streaming option. If not, then unfortunate, you might have to pivot to a different spot. Another rookie here, Michael Mayer, rostered in 9.1% of leagues. He kind of came back down to earth after a uh, big week six, but his usage was actually pretty encouraging. He played on 46 of the 50 snaps before the Raiders kind of pivoted to their backups. So like they took out, I think they took out Josh Jacobs, Michael Mayer, and Devontae Adams. I think they left Jacoby Myers in there, but they pulled some of their starters. So Michael Mayer's like overall route numbers don't look great, but because he didn't play towards the tail end of the game. I do think he's still very interesting, especially with Jimmy G likely back next week. Definitely someone who's worth picking up if you're struggling at the tight end position. And then the final guy here, Logan Thomas, kind of just always qualifies for this video. 36.5% rostered. He's averaging 9.4 PPR points per game, which like at the tight end position, a streaming option, high end tight end two, back end tight end one, like you could do worse at this spot here. And then the final position going to be the defenses. I do think we have some solid streaming options here. Chargers rostered in 3.1% of leagues going up against the Bears. Obviously tough to uh, fully trust this Chargers defense, but I do like the matchup against the Bears. We have the Giants rostered in 19.9% of leagues. They're going up against the Jets. Kind of just had back-to-back impressive performances against the Bills. Um, And then the Commanders here in Week 7. Jets offense, a little shaky throughout the season. Then we have the Seahawks rostered in 36.6% of leagues. Browns have not looked good. You had Deshaun Watson, uh, the concussion test cleared it, didn't go back in. Their offense hasn't looked great. So I think the Seahawks are interesting. Then we're going to have the Titans who are rostered in 2.8% of leagues. They go up against the Falcons. Falcons uh, offense kind of been struggling over the last few weeks. Had the weird thing with Bijan. Don't expect that to carry over in the next game, but still a decent uh, offense. You kind of want to be attacking if you are streaming defenses. And then the Texans rostered in 6.5% of leagues coming off a bye. Same thing with their opponent, the Panthers. Panthers offense kind of been all over the place. Um, I think these are all some decent streaming options here. So that's going to wrap it up for the top waiver wire targets. If you guys did enjoy, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I would really appreciate it. Check out the uh, trade videos if you guys are interested. Thank you for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.